This is the Cherished You Podcast. I am your host, Rama. These next few um, episodes, I'm going to be going through um, the curriculum I use as a baseline with my uh, clients, my one-on-one clients. And um, really, this is all the information I've used to help myself. I did not learn this um, in the way that it's constructed now from anyone over the course of the last um, 13, 14 years now. It's been a while. (laughs) Um, I've kind of gone through all this mostly on my own. I had a, um, I've, I will talk about at some point um, in future episodes, my experience with talk therapy, but uh, what started with um, having trouble finding really good therapists um, when I was in med school to kind of figuring out how to do this stuff on my own because I didn't have access, um, that you don't get access to this kind of work in healthcare. And really, you know, why, how I developed the uh, techniques that I, um, that I use with myself and my clients to kind of work their traumas out of their body so that they can really live as the people that they want, that they they want to be, as they see themselves um, in their full expression without um, without fear. So uh, the first part of my of my curriculum is really um, understanding how energy gets processed through your body. And these, um, I call them the four stages of energy transmutation. It's really, that's a really long title for just there. It's just four stages of where energy lives in your body. And this is also um, four ways that energy lives in nature. So you can always with my work, the one thing that I always come back to, what I've always realized is that humans are an extension of the planet that we live on. We are a embodied, um, functional, um, create uh, the ability, of, like co-creators um, of nature. We, I always, I always call, I call the human body like nature's greatest creation because it took so long for the way the human body is constructed to to come out of all the previous iterations of what nature created that started with a single cell like paramecium amoeba to this fully functioning human body with all these organ systems that work together all the time and just know what to do um, no matter what without any real input from the outside. And that was the reason why I went into medicine. It was why I was always kind of fascinated with the brain is because it's the you know, we're the only things on the planet that have the brain the way that it is in our heads. Um, we're also the only real animal on the planet that walks on two feet that take up a total space of like 24 square inches. So it's like, you know, that's if your foot's really, really large. Um, so I find that fascinating. So that's that's a lot of my work is really just embodiment and trying to get your trauma run like learning how to run it through your body how to how to interpret what your body is trying to tell you when it's in pain or when it's constricted or when it's expanded how to know all of those things and then how to know when you're feeling good versus when you're not feeling good and what that really means 
So the four with this four stages of energy transmutation, again, just a really like at the end of the day, I'm still a trained scientist. So we like to come up with like using really fancy words to just say something really simple, but it's really just where's the energy in your body? These um, four stages are grounding, activation, integration, and release. And I'm going to go through these these four things. Um, I'll probably go through one today, and then I'm going to split them up for different episodes just to make them kind of short. It's a lot of information, um, but I kind of want to make the episodes on the shorter side. But then I'll go into self-care and how I interpret self-care versus what you might see on the TikToks and the Instagrams and the Facebooks of the world. And to be honest, I don't know what Facebook has going on anymore. I haven't checked it in a few years. Um, But anyway, um, with the first stage, um, and again, these are not sequential stages. Um, These are just the four stages, uh, four different um, places that energy can um, can do at any given moment. Um, there isn't really like a sequential order that you go from like grounding to activation to integration and then release. Um, you can flip flop between these. You can just do one to two, like from one to the other and not include the other ones. Sometimes that's what's needed. Um, sometimes you'll go through all of them. Sometimes you'll go through all of them a few times and sometimes you'll just go through one, two, or maybe three of them and not do one at all. Again, it depends on what's coming up for you and, um, what is, what your body needs to do with it, you know, sometimes, and, and it really what my work is about is learning how to work with the body that you have so that you, you, the person understands that your body is not your enemy. It literally only has one goal and that is to keep you alive. It has no other goal. It wants to keep you alive and it wants to do it with the least amount of resistance possible. So the more we work through our trauma energy and, you know, have it not live in our body, the more likely we are is to leave like for our bodies to do what it needs to do with the least resistance possible. And that's really the ultimate goal here. So um, the first stage, quote unquote stage is grounding. Now, when I first learned about grounding your energy, I'm putting that around giant quotes, um, I was very frustrated because um, nobody really describes what grounding feels like. They just talk about it. And then you see all these images of people like hugging trees or laying in grass and meditating or doing yoga and all these like very... um, honestly, a culturally appropriated images about what grounding means. And I really found it funny that it was a lot of these like ancient Indian practices that were used as images for grounding. I don't understand where that comes from necessarily. Um, But I had um, a really hard time understanding what that meant. And it took me about almost a year and a half of honestly just working on grounding. Um, to understand what that felt like. Now, a lot of this stuff really is about coming back to your body. One of the core wounds that I'll talk about at a later time that comes from 
narcissistic trauma, but really any kind of trauma can be dissociation. And we live in a world that um, profits off of that dissociation. They We have a million different ways to be distracted and um, not present and um, anywhere but where we are right now. And we have a million different ways to do that, especially with the internet. And I'm a big fan of the internet, but that still, it becomes a problem when you are, you know, and we've, I mean, we've all gone through it. Like we've all been addicted to our phones, to social media, to, to whatever it is, but the device in our hand, when the internet became portable um, and affordable, it was um, that it changed the dynamic of how we live and dissociation is a really, really big problem. And the, but the hardest parts of healing your trauma is actually coming back into your body and dealing with all the aches and the pains and the issues and the conditions that might come up once you start to stop, once you start to reintegrate into the physical meat suit that you live in. And grounding was, um, while it sounds really simple, it's actually very, very hard to do because you can't ground energy that is too um, hyperactive to be grounded. And that's what took me a long time to understand. I was trying to get grounded with a lot of anxiety. Um, I was trying to get grounded when I was already depressed. So grounding someone who's depressed is not going to actually help them move out of that stage and to start participating again. Trying to ground someone who is um, who is experiencing anxiety can be really hard because they need to burn that off first before they can get to a space where they can ground themselves, get back into their bodies and um, be able to think clearly, breathe normally, just get centered. Really hard to do if you're in either one of those states. That's literally the polarity I've lived with my whole life is between depression and anxiety. And and I see that in clients who are just trying to pull themselves to try to get like, quote unquote, centered. And I'm like, well, how about we just deal with the energy where you're at right now first? And then grounding will come naturally. Grounding, the way that I define it is feeling at home within your body, not feeling the need to um, distract yourself, not feeling the need to go and go do something, um, not feeling um, not not feeling compelled to um, to distract. So it's the antithesis of everything I've just mentioned before this point. Now, grounding is, again, sometimes your energy is not ready to be grounded. And that is really important to understand um, and to learn how your body communicates that to you. That can be really, really hard, um, especially when you, A, don't um, are told that your body somehow is malfunctioning and you need to fix it, which is almost never true. Your body is giving you information that it's trying to get you to listen to so you can give it what it needs so it can go do what it does. Remember, your body knows exactly what to do and how to do it. So if you are getting information from it that is inhibiting you from you doing what you need to do today or um, 
you need to, that's, that's invaluable information you need. The thing with grounding that's really important to understand is whether or not at your current, in your current energy space, are you within the window of tolerance of your nervous system to be able to ground it? Um, this is important to understand because if you are too far off in either direction, like I, with my example earlier with myself, which is like if I'm depressed and I'm way below my window of tolerance as far as my nervous system act, like um, my, my nervous system's activation is um, the energy it's holding right now. If it's way too depressed, which means it's too low, um, it needs to be stimulated to get back up into my window of tolerance. I, if I try to ground myself when I'm depressed, I'm actually going to fall further down. And that's why, by the way, when we start to connect with the self-care pillars, um, exercise is really, is in a really important way to, um, literally move your way out of depression because depression will literally depress, which is lower the energy that is moving through your body. So exercise will increase that and get you back up to a, into a normal window. Whereas if you're on the opposite end of your window of tolerance, which is if you like, for example, in this example, again, I'm going to use myself, which is if you are anxious and you're way hyped up, you can try to ground yourself, but you may not get back within that window because you're so, you're so high up. And again, another, another way where it seems that exercise kind of, and this is also depends on the kind of exercise. If you're already ramped up with anxiety and you start to go do a HIIT workout to try to quote unquote burn it off, which I know I used that term before, but there's a reason for it and I'll come to that. But if you're already ramped up and you decide, okay, I'm going to use exercise as a way to um, calm down, I'm going to go burn off all this energy, you actually might end up um, kind of putting yourself in a deeper hole because if you stress yourself out even more when you are already in the straight state of extreme stress, you will actually, and you do the wrong workout, you will not actually get back into your window of tolerance. You'll actually just kind of spout out into more anxiety and then have to work even harder to bring yourself back. So the, like, whereas in depression, if you're depressed and a hit workout will work really well to get you back ramped up to where you need to be, it can work really, really well to get all those endorphins and dopamine and serotonin kind of pumping through your body to get you back feeling normal. With anxiety, you actually want to get back into your body before you can get back to um, controlling the energy within your window of tolerance. Yeah, your window of tolerance is really where you have control over your nervous system. You personally, like you, the person has control over your nervous system to some degree. You get out of that window and your body is just going to do whatever it can to get rid of the energy, whichever way it, it, it can figure out to do that. So the whole goal is really to get back into your window. And if you're anxious and you do something like yoga, even if it is a, a, fast-paced yoga practice even like vinyasa the breathing and the fact that you have to you have to um combine your breathing with body movements even strength training can actually real work really well for this um it will it's the it's the breathing and combined with the with the body movements that get you back into your window from anxiety versus if you had done hit it would have actually caused you to spiral more out of control 
um, versus getting back into your body. And this is a big part of what I teach my clients because they will be very focused on, I'm trying to just ground myself, I'm trying to ground myself, but are you in your window? Are you within your window of tolerance where you have control over your body's energy? If you're not in that window, you have to get your back self in that window first, and then you can go and ground yourself. Okay. So that's, that's like, that's the whole kind of, um, uh, paradigm that we're using the framework that we use as to, to trying to figure out, okay, do I need help here? Um, and, and do I have enough wherewithal to be able to do that? Or do I have people around me who can help identify where I'm going through and how kind of help, help, help guide me. And, you know, sometimes your person is a coach. Sometimes your person, um, is, is your spouse, or sometimes your person is your best friend who sees you every day and is like, okay, it looks like you need something to go and, um, kind of like, reset yourself what can we do or maybe they know that or you've told them before like you know if I get like x y or z tell me help me get to go do this thing because I may not be able I may not have the self-control to be able to do that and so that's a that's um just part one of how I I deal with um internal energy and really um one thing I do want to be really clear I'm not gatekeeping anything with this the whole goal with um uh, with my podcast with my blog um with my work in general is to give people um agency when it comes to their bodies not even just uh, being able to advocate for yourself when you go to the doctor um or something like that. That's, I mean, I think there are other people who do that kind of work so much better than I do. But what I think is really missing is that people aren't given the knowledge and the tools of how to just do kind of like this low grade maintenance work on themselves. Um, we're either completely dependent on a medical system that's broken or we're completely detached from a medical system that's broken. Um, and to be honest, there's a lot of doctors who don't understand this kind of work. They don't do lifestyle work. They don't do um, trauma, somatic trauma healing work. Um, it's very um, like, here's a problem. This is the drug that solves this problem. And that is the paradigm that is being used, which honestly is not conducive to health. Um, like like health, like true health, true healing Um especially when you live in a body that knows exactly what to do. It knows exactly what to do for you and how to do it. So it's never malfunctioning. It's just doing what it needs to do given the information that it's getting. And if you want it to do something different, you have to give it different information. Or in this case, you have to get rid of an information that's corrupting um, the new information that's coming in. And by the old information is really like it, you know, your trauma is kind of like this software virus that runs rampant in your body, kind of malfunctioning everything. But really, as soon as you get, as soon as you heal it, as soon as you transmute it, as soon as you get it out of your body, all of a sudden your body knows what to do and you don't have 85% of the problems that you did before you started doing that work. Yes, it takes time. You know, there isn't a control a delete kind of button here. But we have the ability to get as close to that as we can. And if you build your life and your habits and your routines and your rituals around making sure that you can, you make time for this kind of work within your day to day, it becomes so much easier rather than dealing it when a catastrophe happens or when you're like, or you get, you know, a few years down the road, all of a sudden your relationships aren't, don't look like anything that you want to be a part of and you don't know what to do. 
and it doesn't seem like anything you do works because you've only ever done what you've known and you haven't tried to do something new. So the, really the goal, I know this was this one seems a little bit, I don't know, I feel like I rambled a little bit more in this, but I have a lot of information in my head that I'm trying to get out and um, outlines and a script really only goes so far. I always kind of veer off script for, even for myself. But anyway, I hope the grounding kind of makes a little bit more sense. Um, if you're having trouble with grounding, um, we will. I will go over um, how to ground yourself um, in later episodes because that really connects back to the self-care pillars that I'm going to talk about. This is really just kind of like an overview of how to know where your energy is at. And if you're having trouble getting quote unquote grounded, just understand that it's very possible you are not within the window of tolerance where you have control over the energy in your body. You don't have conscious control over the energy in your body. So how can we get back into that window? Whether you're too far low or you're too far high, how do you get back into that window to um, be able to, to, to be able to ground yourself? Um, hope that makes some sense for someone. Um, hope that helps someone somewhere. Um, I will see you guys next week and where we will be talking about the next stage or another stage of uh, transmuting energy um, activation. I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks.